1: looking good
0: yes yes so head over and see which ones you
1: would like to download
0: or get them all enjoy
1: oh we're recording I forgot I'm glad you haven't said anything inappropriate (laughs) yeah that happens
0: Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen
1: community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. All right. It's episode 23. Perfect. Professionalism. Yes.
0: We're not sure what else we're going to call it. We have, we don't even have a working title. We don't have a title yet, but it's about professionalism and being a nice person. Oh,
1: right. And being the one that everybody wants to work with. I like it. All good things. Professionalism. Yes. It, you know what I want to call, and it's not just this episode. This is going to be my soapbox series. Okay. Because the next few episodes are very much, uh, I'm going to get on my soapbox. They're things that you feel passionate about. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So professionalism.
0: If you're in any kind of realtor Facebook group, which I think if you're a realtor, you are. You're probably in four or five. Yes. I'm in at least
1: three. I can think of at least four. Okay. Okay.
0: There's always rants in there. Yes. About y'all please leave feedback. Oh my gosh. They didn't show up for their appointment that they made. Like so many etiquette complaints. issues. Yes. Yeah, so many complaints. Yeah. So today we kind of wanted to talk about respecting everybody in your industry as a whole. Yes. In fact, the National Association of Realtors breaks it down into three main points. I love this. I do too. I love it. Okay. Number one, we need to have respect for the public. Public. Number two, respect for the property. Property. Number three, respect for your peers.
1: Peers. Where would you like to start? Public property peers yes. the 3p's of pro- the 3p's oh. of professionalism there's our title dun, 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 dun. just like that it covers all the bases right okay so the 3p's of professionalism where do I want to start yeah um let's start with maybe the easy stuff pro- property okay i mean like this is yeah. this should this be this is not rocket science okay but also this should be common sense Were you that, raised in a barn uh thanks <laughs> but it kind of it <laughs> brings into Uh, clear view that maybe our Southern manners come into play here. I don't know if this is a problem with just like newness of agents, or maybe some people just are not thinking outside of their own bubble. And Mm -hmm. so they don't pay attention when the client leaves the back door unlocked, or they don't notice when the client leaves a water bottle on the kitchen table, or they don't follow the client into the bedroom and make sure that the kid with the crummy hands is not jumping on a stranger's bed. Right. So, I mean, there are a lot of, it seems obvious that you would watch your clients um, during a showing so that they're being respectful of the property. It also seems obvious that you wouldn't open a medicine cabinet or Mm -hmm. start digging in someone's dresser drawers or probably you don't even need to open a refrigerator. Like, there's just no
0: need. I think that, too, the world of security systems and cameras has gotten so advanced. Oh, that's a great point. That you just don't even know who's watching. But
1: you need to act like you're
0: always being watched. I think watched. you need to
1: assume you're being watched. And I think that you need to have, and this conversation has just started in the last couple of years, pretty hardcore with me. On my first showing with a new client, I have to say, listen, we're going to go into this home and we're going to assume that we're being listened to and watched. And we're going to be polite and kind. And if we have negative comments about the house, we're going to save them for outside. And we're also not going to be like, this is the one, right? Because you're giving away all your negotiating power when you're clearly, you need a poker face. You need to look, but at the same time, you don't look like you don't like it because then the seller is going to be like, oh, they didn't even like it. Like, I want them to love my house. Right. So, like, it was a fine line, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you need to have a poker face and you need to be respectful and think that you're being recorded.
0: I went on a listing interview one time. Yes. And the house had been listed previously. Okay. And the sellers had cameras in their homes. You couldn't really see them, though. Like, you, I had no idea where the cameras were. Right. And they said that they watched the camera. It was in their living room. And this realtor, it was a man came in, stood in the living room, and told his clients, go look around. He proceeded to pull out fingernail clippers from oh. his <gasps> pocket. Oh, my God, no. And, <laughs> and cut his fingernails in the seller's living room. Um, oh, I can't. I, I know. I cannot. I know. And then when his people were done, they just walked out. So he didn't walk the property. He strictly was a door opener, door opener who was there to cut his fingernails.
1: That is by far the most absolutely asinine thing I've ever It was terrible. Terrible. I couldn't believe it. Now, that's where common sense has clearly left his brain. Yeah. But, okay, so that's why we have the episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. why we're here. Listen, friends, <laughs> tell your people who maybe don't have good manners this is the one for them. I, you No. So they reported him. Good. And yeah, I was all
0: for it. I was like, I will help he you. should have been mortified. And you know that this area is something I'm very passionate about. Yes. The realtor brand yes. in general. Agree. Does not have a very high standard from the public on right. what we are. Right. They don't think that we should be in the same category of professionals as attorneys or. Right. You know, it's it's just there's not a lot of respect. And the right. only way to get the respect mm-hmm. is to keep up your level of professionalism. Yeah.
1: I think that's fair. Oh, man. Oh, that's wild. It's terrible. And, you know, I've had many, many clients call me since we're on property and say my back door was left unlocked Mm -hmm. or the front door wasn't, like, pulled to or you know, just all these things that you need to do. You need to have a mental checklist when you're on a showing. Mm -hmm. Go through the property with the client. Right. Confirm that they're not, you know, digging around or being nosy or doing things inappropriate. Make sure that all the doors have gotten locked behind you, that nothing is out of place. If you sat in a chair at the table to write an offer, it is what it is. But put that chair back the way you found it. Like you just have to go through and treat it as if. Leave it the way you found it, like a national park.
0: I felt bad the other day because I had a client that I had was having trouble getting pre-approved. Okay. They wouldn't go. I was like, come on, let's go. I'll go with you. But they were just like, no, we just want to look at houses. And I was like, I'm not showing you houses until I know you can buy it. Right. And I think that goes into um, a respect for your peers and a respect for the public. And we'll get into that. Right. But this also, so they, this house came on the market okay, and it was $200,000 okay. and they texted me and said, what do we have to do to make an appointment to see this property? I right. said, you know, <laughs> you have to go get, you have to go get pre-approved. And I say, listen, as a realtor, I tell all of the sellers and realtors that anybody that I bring into your home can actually buy it. Right. I'm not just bringing looky-loos and making right. you clean and get out of your house. So I tell my clients, like, hey, per our standard of professionalism as a realtor, I mean, if you were selling your house, you would want to make sure that everybody that came through. Right. So blame it, like use your life professionalism license. as a
1: crutch. Yes. Yes, like I agree. use it. Like I'm not the one being picky. Like these are the rules. Right. And this is the reason.
0: Right. I think. And that's then they fair. go, Oh, well, I that see. makes sense. So they, they said, fine, we'll come at 9 a.m. And okay. I said, perfect. Well, I saw on the listing that it was like as much notice as possible needed for showings. So I scheduled an appointment for the next morning at 10 a.m. Okay. After we get pre-approved, we'll go see this house. Right. Well, we get pre-approved, but they only get pre-approved for 170. Okay. First of all, the meeting went fantastic. Right. They were so scared about going. Obviously, I haven't been able to get them there for weeks. Right. And now we're finally here and they learn their budget and they have a goal. And yes. like, they know what loan program they're using. Do they need to save? Do they not? Love it. And so they were so happy to understand the process and what their budget actually is that they weren't even that disappointed about, about the fact that they cannot go. See that house. So I canceled it okay. at 930. But it was at 10 but o'clock. But it was at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And I I genuinely felt horrible. Right. Because the, the listing agent called me immediately and was like, oh my gosh, my seller like took off of work this morning and was cleaning and this and that. And I felt absolutely horrible. And I know that things happen sometimes,
1: you know, but (laughs) sometimes it's unavoidable. You get clients stuck in traffic, you get, you know, all sorts of things happen and you can't make your showing, but but you have to cancel it. Right. Or you have to call the agent and tell them, I'm so sorry, we're not we're not going to make the showing if it's on time, like it's time mm-hmm. and you you can't go. And here's my pet peeve with the public and the whole operation. If you pull up into the driveway and your client says, oh, mm, I don't like the neighborhood. I don't like the area. I don't want to go inside. But you had a scheduled appointment and that house is occupied. Either way, you'd make your client go inside. Or at least go in and turn out all the lights and leave. Yeah, go, well, you need to be able to offer the agent feedback beyond they didn't like the neighborhood. Well, Mm -hmm. my camera saw you in the driveway and you didn't come in. Right. Because that's going to happen. Yeah. So you've got to go. And so that kind of leads us into feedback.
0: It does. And that was the number one rant when I was doing research for this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, what is the number one thing that annoys you most about your peers as realtors? And it's that they show your properties and they don't leave any feedback at all. Right.
1: So feedback is not going to the system and saying, my clients are not interested. Feedback is not refusing to respond to those requests at all. Feedback is giving it a few minutes of thoughtfulness and saying, You know, my clients didn't like this home because they felt like there was too much maintenance to do or they didn't like the red dining room or the floor plan didn't work because they have two children and they wanted them to be closer to their bedroom Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. constructive or the yard size isn't going to work for the pool they want to install. I don't care what it is, but it needs to have some sort of specific component to their home.
0: I recently had an agent tell me that they love when they see I'm the one showing because they know they're going to get really good feedback.
1: I think that's an amazing Like, uh, be that person. Yeah, be that person. And think about it this way. Maybe you've not listed a house yet, but when you're on the other side and you get a showing on your listing and the showing agent won't return your calls, emails, or texts or the showing feedback automatic request and you cannot tell your seller anything about that showing, you're going to feel like the worst Mm -hmm. agent ever. So, you know, we've talked
0: about how I have, we both have template emails that if we find that we're writing the same email over and over and over, I just save it so I can copy and paste it. Right. So now I have a template email that's called, it's listed. Okay. And it says, hey, so-and-so, your house is officially listed. Here is the link. Yep. Please look through it very carefully. Mm -hmm. Let me know if there's any changes that need to be made. You know your house best. Yep. I want to take a minute to explain showings. This is exactly what my template is. Yes, for, it's, it's so good. Mine you know, is it explains your, the app. And mine and all is of that. called your home is listed
1: now what? Now what? <laughs> oh, I like now that. I one. may have to
0: spice up mine. <laughs> Yo, either way. So keep going. So then I say feedback. Let's talk feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I explain to them after a showing ends, they immediately get emailed a form. I usually give them 24 hours yes. because they are looking at other houses. Right. And that's a good reminder to your sellers. Yeah. You're not the only house on the market. No doubt. Like when people say, well, why don't they just make an offer? The answer is because they don't have to. Yeah. If you were the only house for sale, they would have to. Right. But if there is one that is slightly better than yours, Mm -hmm. that's the one that they're going to try for. Right. So anyway, it says they're showing other houses besides yours. So I give them 24 hours before I email them. Right. If they don't fill out that form. Yep. I then email them and say, hey, how did it go? Any feedback I can pass along to the seller? If they don't respond, I call them the following day. Okay. If I have to leave a message, I send them a text and yes. say, hey, just left you a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Um, I'm annoyed at that point because you know I don't like to text for work. But if you have ignored right. all modes of communication, then do I all. have to. Yeah. And then I end it with saying... As much as I would love it if every single agent left feedback, that is not the case. And if I have gone through all of these steps, right, then it just means that they're not interested. Yeah, and I'm sorry that I couldn't get feedback for you. Yeah, but you know what? That eliminated five minutes after a showing ends, getting a What's text from your seller saying, "How did it go? How did like it's yeah. it's easing their anxiety because right. they understand the process. They're yeah. not surprised when yeah. I say
1: some realtors don't leave feedback, and yeah. now they understand." how it all works. Yes. They're so anxious and you have to put yourself in seller's shoes and understand why they're doing that. But you also have to be the professional that tells them this is not the way that it's going to work. I'm going to set expectations up front. And you need to remind them that me calling that agent five minutes after you're showing makes you look so super desperate mm-hmm. that you, you can't also be a staunch negotiator. Like you can't tell me that my list price is firm And also be wanting me to beat down the doors of every agent that shows your listing. Like it it can't work that way. You have to think that all the way through. So Mm -hmm. I love that you're giving them an upfront list of how it's going to go down. What's the timing on each of those things? And this is where professionalism is so key. I don't want to keep making excuses for bad realtors. Right. And that's what you're having to do. You're having to say, listen, sometimes they're not going to respond to me. Mm-hmm. And all it does, and I want everyone to be mindful of this, it reflects poorly on you and the, full, and the full realtor brand and the full profession. Yeah, maybe you give great feedback every time, but if 80% of the other agents never give any feedback at all, that's why 80% of the public thinks agents are horrible. Right. So I just think that you got to do the feedback. It's probably the biggest thing. And
0: one of the things on here was like, if you see something that is a miss, like if it's a vacant house and it looks like something's leaking on the ceiling to contact the listing agent immediately, you know, just courtesy stuff like that. Hey, the back door lock isn't working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last, I have one more story for respect for property. Love it. Let me hear it. Okay. So this was actually a very professional realtor that this happened to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not totally her fault. I think there was just too many people to keep track of in this oh, house. No. And they had twins that uh-huh. were like five. Okay. And they went in the master bedroom. Okay. And one of the twins went in the living room. Okay. And wrapped the drapes around them like okay. a cape uh-huh. and then started spinning in circles. <gasps> Well, then they got stuck in the drape and fell fell forward and the rod came out of the wall. Oh my word. Oh and my smashed word. Smashed a glass table. <gasps> so oh my God. and the kid is still in the curtain. This is a real story. No. No. And she just had to be like, I am so sorry. And we will fix this. And this is what happened. But like,
1: no matter how no. professional you are, if that happens, you look bad. <laughs> look, I mean, you, there's nothing you can do. I've no. had that happen to me before. What I had client, not that exact, but I had clients, a young couple, no kids. We looked at this house. They were really interested in it. So we, and this was a good, you know, five to seven, probably seven years ago. It was before everything was e-signed. Okay. And so I carried, like, a purchase agreement with me. And, like, we, they were, we go to sit down at the dining room table to, like, look at the offer and potentially, you know, write something up or look at the – or whatever. The husband – and they had all these antiques. And mm. so the table was, like, an older antique. The husband sits down on the chair <gasps> and the back of the chair, like, breaks off. Oh, like my Like, the, the chair is broken. There is no way to fix it. <laughs> I, I just looked at them and I'm like, you know you have to buy this house now. <laughs> Like there is no turning back. So you know, you swallow your pride and you call the agent and you don't make excuses and you're just like, "Hey, we sat down at the table, we broke a chair. Let me know if good news seller... is, we were sitting down to make an offer." Yeah, I'm, I'm sending you an offer. No, I'm serious. Whenever people do any look, I had a seller who didn't want to. Um, he didn't want anyone to go in his attic until inspections, and I'm like. Thinking in my mind, are you trying to hide something? Because sometimes when buyers get really serious before they make an offer, depending on how thorough they are, they're going to want to peek in the attic, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had this happen before. Well, he was like, "No one is allowed in my attic until inspection." I'm like, "Okay." So I'm like, "Tell me why. Tell me what's going on. What's in your attic?" He said, "Well, when I bought this house, I came in to look at it, and he himself, the buyer, got in the attic to see what it was all about, and fell through the ceiling." And tore, like, his rotator cuff or something. Oh, my gosh. Needed surgery. Was re- relocating from out of town. Had to go, like, have surgery while he was out of town. Obviously ruined this living, whatever, ceiling. And he he ended up buying the house because that's the rule, friends. If you break it, you buy it. You gotta buy it. <laughs> you break it, you buy it. Wow. So that's how he was sensitive to that. But, yes, respect for the property. Use your common sense. Also, make sure that your clients are being told what is appropriate while they're in that house. You know what I started doing one time that was kind of fun? What?
0: I knew I had a busy day. So I was showing five houses. Okay. I knew I had a busy day after. I don't like when my email gets full of all these feedback requests and things like that. Uh So I opened the showing time app while we were in the house. And I told my clients, I was like, hey, guys, every time I show a house, I leave feedback. Can you all help me? I love it. And they were like excited. They were into it. And as they were walking around, they were like, Oh, tell them we really think that painting the kids' room would help or mm-hmm. removing this or doing that or just whatever the love case it. may be. Okay. I love and it. it was
1: really easy. And then when we were done with showings, I didn't have to do any feedback. I love that. I think it's also good if you're not willing to open your app and do it right there. I bring a paper copy of my listings when yep. I go because I just want it in front of me. And I don't want to depend on tech. I would call right. that a, a professionalism hack. I don't want to rely on my phone mm-hmm. pulling up that listing to get additional information. No. I bring a copy of each listing with me. And that I make notes because mm-hmm. if you're seeing five, 10, 15 houses, whatever it is, you're not going to remember which is which. I have all the MLS sheets printed in order of where we're going. Exactly. I Same. hand it to them and I say,
0: look, we're seeing five houses today. By the end of the day, they're all going to be jumbled, jumbled together. together. You're not going to remember. Yep. Make notes in the car between houses. That's if you I- know you don't like it, put a big X. Same. But yeah, it's it's really nice same. when they ask you a question
1: and you just have the information. Right there. I have a copy. They have a copy. I'm telling them you make your notes and I'm making my notes because I, there are things that they say that I don't know that I necessarily want them to keep focusing on a negative comment, but I want to make note of it because people do go back and buy a house that maybe they had negative feedback on. And I do try
0: to include some positives.
1: Always. Like, even if
0: the floor plan is terrible, I'm like, hey, it was so clean and show ready.
1: I love that. And I do the same thing. And you know why? So many sellers are getting that direct feedback. You don't want to just be bashing their house. I mean, they're going to, there's no need to hurt someone's feelings. Um, being a seller is the worst. It's
0: so hard. You just feel judged, vulnerable. It's hard. Like any bit of positivity, even if it's not the house for you, is just like so comforting.
1: Right. And be mindful (gasps) agents. You, you have time for this. Yeah. You, you signed up to be a realtor. This is what it takes. It's your job. You've got, it is your job. This is your job. It is your professional duty to do this. Mm -hmm. It is not an, um, what do you call that? It's just not an optional activity. You Mm got to do it. Right. Okay. So that's property pretty good. And we, we got into feedback. Um, what about respect for the public? Okay. We want to cover that. I think respect
0: for the public and professionalism go hand in hand because you have to be the driver for them. Yes. They need a realtor. Yes. They want you to be the boss. Yes. They want you to guide and direct them. Yeah. They don't want you to show them 20 houses without a pre-approval letter. Right. They want you to be like, I'm just telling you. It's not going to work out well for you yeah. if we find the house that you want and you're not pre-approved. Yes. You could lose it in a multiple offer situation. You could not feel confident when you're buying. And I'll tell y'all, I know how hard it is to get a buyer to go get pre-approved, but it's something that I do not negotiate. I love that you do that. I'm not going to do it. I love it. And um, okay, so one time I had a friend uh-huh. refer me, her friend. Okay. This friend was like, hey, me and my boyfriend want to look at houses. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Like, I'd be happy to help you. Listen, yeah. there's a few good lenders that are local. Um, what, what, Who do you think you would like? Tell me about, yeah. you know, what you're looking for. Well, we just want to go look at these houses. Nope. And I said, well, look, as a realtor, I make a promise to every seller that if I'm showing your house, everybody that comes in it can buy it. Right. And I let them know that you have already been checked out. It's, it's for safety. Yeah. It's for professionalism. Right. And it just helps you. Yeah. Her response, well, my boyfriend's cousin is a realtor and said he would show us without a pre-approval letter. Right. And I just said, well, it it does disappoint me that not all realtors uphold the same level of professionalism. Yes. So if you feel like you need to go with his cousin, I understand. But at some point you're going to have to get pre-approved. Why not do it first so that you can shop with confidence? Yeah. Well, she just didn't like that. And this is the one of the very rare exceptions. Yes. to people giving me this much pushback. Yeah. Normally they're like Oh, that makes sense. And you can tell that they're still nervous, but they understand. But after the meeting, they are not nervous anymore. They're so thankful and happy. Yeah. So, anyway, I was grieving a little. (laughs) Right. Because I lost her. I lost her. And I was like, I'm too strict. I'm blah, blah, blah. You know? No. So. Like three months later. Oh, gosh. There's a picture of her on Facebook with With her her boyfriend holding keys in the front yard and saying, our new home. And I'm just like, see, Alyssa, you're too strict. You're too strict. You lost her. She could have been a good client. And now you probably ruined the relationship too. Well, so I'm just being nosy and I start reading the comments. And people are saying, where did you buy? Where did you buy? And she responded, oh, this is just a rental. We're renting. (gasps) And I went. Uh, I just felt so validated because like like, uh, I'm so thankful that I did not get a babysitter for Saturday so that you so that you could I could go show you all these houses and I don't know why they decided to rent right I will tell you this they were gung-ho on buying so it wasn't that they stopped wanting to buy no I don't know if they ended up Getting pre-approved and finding okay. out they weren't, or that it wasn't what they thought, or whatever the case Interesting. was. But it was every time that I'm explaining this, I I remember this story. You were validated in your professionalism. Yes, I and love I that. I just feel like I feel like at the end of the day, they appreciate that you were the professional and that you pushed them to do the steps in the right order. Right. And then, like I don't know, you know, this is a good thing for lenders to do. My lenders do this. I make the lenders that my clients are working with send them monthly notes at three different price points.
1: Oh, I like so that. So, if
0: you're approved for 250, you right? I tell them and say they come to me already pre-approved. Right. I say, "Look, I I don't know who your lender is, but now I probably do cuz, you know, you kind of get to know people." Right. But I say email your lender and ask for the monthly note at 200, 225 and 250. Right. Because when we're out house hunting, And we're inside a house. I want you to be able to refer back to that. Yeah. And know what it's going to
1: cost you per month. I think that's good. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that. And they appreciate it. They totally appreciate that. I think communication with your clients is a key. Mm -hmm. And really, we've talked about the templates on many occasions. It's not just a matter of making your life easier. It's a matter of giving them all of the information they need to know how the process works. Mm -hmm. The general public is not, they're not realtors. They maybe haven't bought a house in five to seven years, if ever, or 10 or 20 or 30. I mean, like, they need to be guided and Mm -hmm. given the proper steps. And you need to be the person that gives them that knowledge. I mean, we all know those negative Nancy realtors. And I can think of like
0: seven off the top of my head. (laughs) But the ones that say, this client is driving me crazy. They're constantly texting me asking, have we gotten feedback yet? They're constantly texting me saying, can we go see this house right now? And my question back is, why do they think that they can go see a house right now? Yeah. Did you not explain to them that showings require advance notice, right. especially if a house is occupied, we have to make appointments? Right, right. And it's like, if you're being aggravated by your clients, I can promise you that you are the problem. Yeah. You did not set an expectation. You did not set an expectation. You did not do your professional duty at yeah. the beginning
1: and started off on the right foot. Agree. Uh, this is starting off on the right foot. This is a perfect I have this in all caps in my notes. There is one thing that you must say to every person that you are about to work with Mm. or that calls you on the phone or that, you know, inquires in any way about real estate. Are you working with an agent? Mm. How lovely. Uh, Please do not blame them for not telling you. And then you go on 10 showings and they're like, okay, great. We're going to get our agent to write up the offer. (laughs) Wait "Wait, a a minute. Uh, do not be afraid. I think most people don't ask this question, not surely out of not being professional. I think they're afraid to hear the answer Mm -hmm. and that makes no sense. This is
0: kind of where the scarcity mindset comes in. If you're so scared to lose a client. Yeah. I got a sign call the other day and they were like, Hey, can we see this house? I said, absolutely. Do you have an agent that you were working with? Well, we do, but you know, we just kind of want to see this house. And I said, well, look, and I'm I'm honest with them y'all. Yeah. You don't have to say something fancy. I said, "Well, look, a lot of people don't realize how it works." Right. But in realtor world, whoever shows the house is the one that writes the contract. So if you have an agent that you would want to write this contract uh-huh. for you, they just need to schedule an appointment. Right. Well, they're out of town. Ah. Uh. Well, that realtor should have someone working with them, an uh-huh. assistant or a broker. No, they don't. At which point I say, Do you mind if I call you back? Right. And look, this is kind of where professionalism and etiquette comes in. If it's just like a total loss of a situation. Right. And you can't reach that agent who's on a cruise and left no one in charge of her business. Right. And this buyer really wants the house and it's your listing. Right. You may have to just. So your seller can sell their house. So your seller can sell their house. Do it. Do it. Show it. And you know what? That realtor's never gonna forget that you did that and didn't ask for any kind of compensation right. or referral fee. Right. But um at the same time, I you're not losing anything. No. Like when they say, Well, we do have an agent. You, you weren't know? gonna work with them anyway. You were not gonna work. You lost nothing and you no. have to stop feeling like you lost them. Right. Like it's okay. But right. you gotta ask. Mm-hmm. I know. I it's and you have to educate them. Right. Like when they say yes, you don't scold them and say, "Oh, we'll call them." You have to explain. To, I call it when I'm talking to them. I'm like, in realtor world, <laughs> this is this is how it works. And they go, right. oh. "Oh, yeah!" Like they genuinely didn't know, and they appreciate someone explaining the process
1: to them. And the reason why they didn't know is because their realtor, however lovely they may be didn't set those expectations for them and didn't tell them how it worked. And so we all have to do better. I'm not saying I get it right every time. I've many times not said, are you working with an agent? But I have learned over many years to make that the prime thing you want to ask. Well, in my email templates, I have a next steps email for my buyers. This is what they
0: get after they've been pre-approved. Right. And it says, you know, congratulations, you've been pre-approved. What do we do now? Right. You send me houses. I send you houses. Um. But look, I encourage you, if you don't have anything to do on a Sunday, go to open houses. Sure. Just tell them I'm your realtor. Yeah. But they need to be told that. Yes. Um, I encourage you to, if you're out and about and see a new construction model home open, go. First thing out of your mouth, tell them I'm your realtor. Yeah. Um, but th- they don't know that. Right. They don't know unless you tell them. Right. So the realtors that are like, my clients just walked into a new construction and signed. Whose fault is that? Right. And we have to stop blaming the public, the public for our losses. Know. They don't know. They don't know. And if you're not taking the time to educate them, mm-hmm. they will never know. Yeah. And you're, you're going to constantly be living in a state of disappointment because yes. you have no control over your clients. Yeah,
1: I agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Okay. I have some other notes on um, listings specifically. Okay. And, and this message is for obviously realtors professional photos are non-negotiable for sure it, they are they're called professional photos so we need to have them in our, <laughs> our professionalism talk but they're non-negotiable i understand that it costs money it is mm-hmm. actually not as expensive as you might think and and a professional photo is not made by way of oh well i have a nice camera so i can just do it right no and i people will disagree with me on this and i am okay with that And not every photographer is created equal. And I want you to go look at some MLS listings and see the difference in photos. And I want you to understand that the public starts online over, I think it's now up to like 95%. -hmm. You're showing your photos of your listing for your seller are the number one thing that you should be worried about when you're putting it on the market. You are going to have a much easier time selling a home that is presented professionally and has the appropriate photos. And I can't tell you how many times I've you know, taken a listing that didn't sell and I look at the photos and I'm like, your house is lovely. These photos <laughs> yeah. are not. Right. And I have to tell my buyer clients when they're looking at listings online, please don't rule out listings with bad photos. You're going to have to just look at the stats and the size and the location. And sometimes we're going to have to go look at houses that you thought were ugly. And sometimes we're going to go look at houses with professional photos and you're going to get there and be like, Whoa. Those photos made this house look great. Right. So, I mean, it goes both ways. Don't over edit and don't. Right. Please don't use, use your that fisheye lens, <laughs> whatever that thing is that stretches your room yeah. out and makes it look all crazy. Please don't stand on a ladder and take a picture down of the room. I don't understand that. Get a photographer that takes real estate photos as their profession. Yes. Not just any photographer, one that has the appropriate lens, mm-hmm. one that knows how to edit appropriately, one that isn't going to distort what's happening there. Be mindful of what you're putting out for the public to see. And the more professional your listing appears, then then the easier it is to sell and mm-hmm. the more of a professional you appear to be. So, hey, the next time someone wants to hire you as their listing agent, they're going to go look at your old listings. Right. Oh, they're going to see, or they're going to be your friend on Facebook, and they're going to see every time you share a listing, your listing photos are always beautiful. And look at all these pretty houses, and look how nicely you present that which you were selling. So I think that's important. Very important. Super important. I think the other thing on listings is that you should be giving staging advice. Oh, yeah. I think that you do a great job of this in your templated emails. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we're afraid as realtors to deliver difficult Information, Mm -hmm. but it is part of your duty as a professional. It's your job to tell the seller things they need to hear. They need your guidance.
0: If you don't tell them in the beginning, they're going to hate you in six months when it expires and they don't understand. When the
1: next agent comes along to fix this (gasps) problem and tells them, you can't sell this house with the red kitchen cabinets, Mm -hmm. they're going to say, well, my last agent never told me that. And guess who that affects? The entire realtor brand.
0: Okay. True story. Let me hear it. <laughs> I showed a house one time and it was like very adamant about leaving your card on the kitchen table, which right. I think is stupid by the way. I hate that. I don't do it unless the agent is really adamant about it. Yeah. So I left my card on the kitchen table and I left really good feedback because I leave really good feedback. Yeah. The seller called, called me Yeah. because they had my contact information and they were really appreciative of my feedback and said that it was the most guidance they have been given so far. Right. And wanted to know if I could list their property. <laughs> it is still listed with the other agents. <laughs> that really backfired on that agent. Oh my gosh. And it, it really opened my eyes to that sellers want to know the truth no matter how hard it is. They the need public to know needs it. you to be
1: the boss. They are hiring you <gasps> for your advice, for your knowledge, for your professionalism. Okay.
0: Yeah, I just remembered that we're recording client management. Yeah, soon. Yes, and this is getting into a lot of client management. Okay. That's fine. We're gonna. I'm gonna. Okay, let I go. have two more things. Yes, that will bring it back to professionalism. Let's hear it. the top two things that the public had to complain about their agents. Okay, they are not on time. Oh uh, yeah. Number one. Yes. Number two, they do not respond in a timely manner. Yep. You know about my email rant. I know, like you have to respond to people in a timely manner because if you don't, there's thousands of other realtors that they could call and For get a quick sure. answer, so well,
1: and if if responding in a timely, here's my problem because i'm I can fall victim to both of these things. I am a tardy person. That's who I am. I am late. And you will laugh because all the realtors there's so many realtors who are late by nature. I have read articles that say it's because you're a more positive person. Oh, my gosh. so you think you can get more done than you can. And then <laughs> but, Here's the important professionalism. I mean, I'm never more than five minutes late, but I'm almost always five minutes late. I am almost always having to send a text that says, "I am on the way. I will be there at this time." Like, just if you're going to be late, if you're a late person by nature, I know it's hard to fix. Communicate. Tell your clients where you are. Work on fixing it. I'm always (laughs) look. I'm always working on it. Look, check ways. See how long it's actually going to take you to get there before you go to get in your car. Um, And then, what was the other one? Responsiveness to inquiries. I like to sit at my computer. Whether email or text or a return call. I want to have a keyboard. If I'm going to type a long response, I'm not going to do it on my phone. If that is the case and I am out and not near my computer, at least make a response that says, I have received your email and I will get back to you at 3 p.m. Or something to that effect so that they know they've been heard. Mm -hmm. So I just think you need to be mindful and that's a communication thing. So
0: I think we can move on to respect for peers. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. There's just so much that we need to focus on here because this industry can be so cutthroat. Agree. People are acting like we're constantly in competition with each other. Agree. Which is true to an extent, but there is enough business to go around. Yes. And obviously, this podcast is about community over competition. Mm -hmm. We need each other. Right. So it's December right now as we're recording this. And last night, I wrote an offer on a property that got accepted. Okay. And the listing agent, I have done several transactions with in my... Time as a realtor. Okay. And she emailed me back and said, I'm so excited to start off 2020 with you. I so always good. love doing a transaction with you. Love it. And I was like, back at you. That's right. It's so true. And you know what? It's going to go fine. Mm-hmm. Um, But just, it's just going back to the basics of being nice and remembering that everybody has things going on. Yes. And you want to be the realtor that when you submit an offer, you want that realtor to win because yep. they
1: like you. That's right. I've been there. Yeah. I've won me, and me and you, me and you. we let's We've tell that story together. really fast because it's my favorite. Do you want to tell her? Do you want me to tell it? Talk about how cute this house was. Okay, first of all, I had this super cute cottage that my cousins had bought with me a couple of years before. They'd done a beautiful renovation. It was in an awesome part of town. It was like adorable. It was adorable, and we, we were not really—you weren't looking friends yet. We
0: weren't. No, we had had. We were s- friendly, friendly. We had had coffee at least once or twice. Yes, but it, we were not like there was months in between seeing each
1: other. Yes, for we sure. had no idea that one day we would have a podcast <laughs> right. together at Look, this point. We would have, we had no idea how much we would spend, how much time we would spend no. together. But it was a hot property. Yes, it, it got multiple offers, five offers, five. Offers. I believe actually six by the time I was able to respond that oh, evening. Gosh, and you were one of the six with your buyer client. And it was important to me when I'm starting to split hairs because we're looking at six offers, myself and the seller. And I could say, I know, and it wasn't just you. I know this realtor is going to do a good job. I know this realtor is going to do a good job. We can look at all these numbers. The numbers are all the same. These are the types of loans. Here's the deposits. Here's the closing dates. Like we're really splitting hairs on picking one. And I mean, I think that it came down to me being able to say, I know that this is going to be a pleasant transaction for you and me and the whole operation, and we're not going to have to fuss with another agent. There is also an agent that lost that multiple offer situation partially over their feedback. Oh my gosh. Because they had made negative feedback on the house, probably trying to preface for an offer. Yeah. And that backfired on them. Wow. Yeah. What is your take on that experience? Which one? The multiple offers. I felt like
0: I had to prepare my clients and say, does your pre-approval letter check the box that says that all of your documents have been reviewed by your lender? Did you do your homework ahead of time so that we can win? Yeah. And I also had that talk with them. Listen to me. I know this realtor. And if we win and these other five people leave, we are getting to the closing table. Do you hear me? Right. When we have our home inspection, we're not going to be this nitpicky, you know, like, we're going to do this right and we're going to get I made sure that they yeah, were
1: serious I know. before. You but the way you treated that is the way everyone should treat every transaction. Be the agent someone wants to work with again. Mm-hmm. Be respectful, speak to the other agent with kindness, be open with communication. Don't don't leave them feeling like you didn't respond to their request, didn't answer their phone calls. I listed a house last week that was super cute. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and we did a lot of staging, too. It was listed previously with another agent. I'm the second agent. And we staged it and did a few things. Yeah. And it's pending now. Love it. It was on the market six months. Love it. Anyways, um, I had two agents who I have never heard of uh-huh. call me. Yes. And say, hey, my client like wants to make an offer, but... It might be a little bit lower, and like I just wanted to see if it was worth writing. Uh, and I was just like, "Really? Like, do your job this and is just super professional. Like, we don't do anything verbal. Verbal means nothing. Is it worth my time? Is it worth my time to write? I'm like, I don't know. Write, write it, it and let me see what we can counter. Maybe we can meet in the middle. Two agents asked if they could just run it by my sellers. No. I said, "No, no, I'm not running anything by my sellers. Yeah." Until it's in writing, and I know that you're serious. But that is not serving your buyer client in a professional manner. No, it's not. Do not tell them that is an option. So I got an offer on paper. Okay. And it was lower. Uh And we countered, and they accepted. Love it. And these two agents said, well, I told you that my clients were interested. So? This is not my fault that you you didn't want to take the time to do. You were trying to be lazy. You were trying to cut corners, and you lost. Yeah. Not my problem. Nope. That being said, I do, I don't know if people use showing time or whatever, but I do use the feature that allows you to email everybody that has shown the property. Yes. Then you have an offer. I just want to let everybody know I have received an offer on this property. I have until 6 p.m. to respond. If you're interested,
1: I need to know by 3 p.m. And look, if you are not doing that best practice, it is a professionalism standard. Yeah. It an and above and beyond. Your seller is not going to require you to email all of the other people that saw the house, but you should be doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: you get an offer on your listing and 10 other people saw it, you need to send that email that says, hey, we have an offer. Because you should always be trying to get your seller as many and the best offer you can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And multiple offers is always going to be better than one offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's one very of the things tip. on here was notify
0: the listing agent if there appears to be something inaccurate on their listing. I like that. I do this a lot. You do? So okay. one of my clients was like, hey, granite countertops are like a non-negotiable. Like they were super Gotta strict it. about granite. Okay. So I made it in my MLS search, must have granite. Okay. So she sends me this house and it didn't come up in my search. Right. And I was like annoyed. You know, I'm like, wait a minute. I went to all this trouble. Yeah. Why didn't this come up in my search? Yeah. I want to win. Uh-huh. I want to be the one to send them information. Well, it turns out this agent had just not checked that box. Yes. So I emailed the agent. I said, hey, I just want to let you know I have a search set up for my client. This house has everything on my search list, but it didn't come to me because you didn't have granite. And they said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I didn't even know
1: that wasn't on there. Well, exactly. And they were so appreciative. Right. Let them know. Mm -hmm. Because it makes it easier for everyone to search. Further, if you are inputting a listing that was sold before processing... Put all the data in there. Okay, my dad is a real estate appraiser. I was about to say it. Go on.
0: (laughs) He gets so frustrated when a house sells before and they just put like a crummy front photo, no other pictures, no description. How can it be used as a comp? It
1: can. And if it's sold before processing, it might be a good comp. It's probably a great comp. It would help the subdivision. Thank you. Remember that you're still serving your client by putting that information. And maybe it's your seller client, they've gone on to another neighborhood, but you're still serving the public. Yeah. Ultimately, you should be serving the public and the real estate market. And then I think
0: just getting into normal, like, thank you cards after show, uh, after closings. Yep. It was lovely to work with you. Um, just being nice to people. Yes. When you go do your final walkthrough and you have the buyer, mm-hmm. ask them, can I grab your sign and lockbox for you? Oh, I do that. No need for you to come all the way out here. Yep. Like, whatever you can do to make this so pleasant.
1: Yep. That's I all think you have to professionalism do. professionalism and manners <laughs> go hand in hand. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> be kind. Be thoughtful. Remember that this is not a job you can do alone. Right. There are going to have to be other people involved. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to say and remind, especially since we're on professionalism, and we've said it before, we will say it again, if you treat your business like a business... It will pay you like a business mm-hmm. and you need to have a business plan and business systems and you need to have standards of mm-hmm. professionalism that you are using on every transaction. Right. I do have a template that goes out to the other agent now that says, hey
0: guys, email is the best way to reach me oh, for anything. I like this. Please don't send me a text message. <laughs> and, and if it's a realtor, I'll be like, I'll be honest with you. I'm not great with text messages because I get too many. So email is if you need something, email me. Right. Um, and it just says, I will schedule everything sh- through showing time. Please do the same. Love it. Whatever you need them to know to work best with you needs like to be that. in your template email. Set
1: the tone. Yeah. It, it just Set helps. the tone with your clients, with other agents. I love it. You just have to be the boss. Yeah, you have to be the boss. And remember- You're not the, a doormat. No, you're not. And the public is listening to you. So we'll we'll get into that, I think, in client management. Like, what if you met with a CPA and they were like, <laughs> uh, so what do you want to
0: write off? And- Like, I would be like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. You tell me. Yeah, you tell me. You're the boss. That's why I'm here. here. Right. I'm
1: willing to pay you for your knowledge, people. So give them what they're paying for. If you don't feel like you have enough knowledge to give that to them, go out and take a class.
0: There's an agent in my office. Are we finishing up right now? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so So there's an agent in my office I want to toast to. I love it. When I was reading about professionalism, she just kept coming to my mind. Okay. She joined our office a few years ago, and I was instantly like, I like her. I want to be her friend. Okay. I love it. And it's funny because you know I'm casual, like beans and whatnot, you know, jeans right. and a professional top or whatever. But she always is dressed more professionally, whether it's like a pencil skirt right. or a blazer. Uh-huh. I I don't know if I've ever seen her like in jeans if we're at work, okay? And most people like that I feel intimidated by right. and I feel like, you know, I can't connect with, right? But she just has this way of acting that uh-huh. is welcoming and oh, I've always yeah. kind of said like if I wasn't a realtor, she might be my realtor. <gasps> oh, I love it. Because she's professional uh-huh. but approachable and friendly and love she's it. like the perfect combination of looking the part so she used to be in the car business, okay? And I think that's where her professionalism Professionalism. comes in because she has legit training Mm -hmm. on how to speak to people, the right things to say, like the natural scripts that you just repeat. Yes. And I've just always been so impressed by how she can be ultra professional Uh and ultra approachable. Because it's very hard to be both of those things. really is. And we're going to get into that. But tell us who we're toasting. Casey Barnes. Love it. And I'm just so happy to be able to work with her. Every time I hang out with her, I'm just, I say, I wish I could have your mouth. (laughs) Because the way that you explain things and the way that you handle yourself, I'm just always impressed. So I would like to toast to Casey Barnes. Cheers to Casey. Cheers to Casey. Awesome
1: professionalism.
0: Yes. Love it. Great job. All right, that's it. Bye, guys. Bye.